businesses have to give you something that you want. Otherwise, they could go out of business. Hello and welcome to another episode of Bigger Hearts, Deeper Minds. I'm your host, Brad Johnson, and today we are going to be talking about why businesses succeed and why governments fail. And I, for one, really enjoy talking about this topic because I think it's, number one, it's one of the most overlooked issues in American political discourse today. I would also say global political discourse, but number two, it's it's something that we should, it's a framework that we should apply to government a lot more often because I think people are really, people are very frustrated by the fact that government doesn't work as it's supposed to. And we know this because we see it on both sides of the aisle. There's no such thing as only Republicans who like businesses more than government, and there's no such thing as only Democrats who like businesses more than government. Um, same goes for libertarians and you could probably find people of other political ideologies who think that as well. So this, this uh, I almost said this post, this episode is going to break down more of what it looks like to, to be a business, why we should hold the business standard to government, the fact that Americans trust businesses more than they trust government. We'll get into some in- interesting statistics there. And yeah, we're just going to kind of talk about it broadly and hopefully unpack some ideas about this. So I think the first thing to recognize when it comes to businesses and government is that businesses have to give you something that you want, otherwise they could go out of business. They have to have great customer service, they need to give you what they promise, they need to give it at a good price point, they need to do something competitive, they have to offer something you know that other businesses don't offer, and they have to do all of this in a way that makes you hopefully return as a as a repeat customer, you know, that's, that's the whole point is you're developing a business that in some way can change people's lives for the better, whether you're selling clothing or you're, you're selling food, you're offering a service, digital marketing, you're a plumber, you're a consultant, you're an author, anything, you know, you're an engineer. It's any, any business has to be in the marketplace to make their customers' lives better. You can't just be someone who offers a service or a product. Um, that's never really worked. You have to offer something that's better, something that people appreciate more on a deeper level, something they have an emotional connection with, something that they have uh, some sort of intellectual connection with. And government doesn't do that. Government doesn't offer anything. <laughs> um, Government doesn't offer anything in exchange for, you know, what, what we give them. Now, people could say, you know, well, they there's there's public roads and they, they create, you know, housing. There's, like, public housing for people and there's specific services like USPS. You know, people can bring up these examples and they would be right. You know, the, the government does, the government does do something. So I'm, I'm kind of, I'm only half, you know, I'm only half serious, half joking when I said what I said earlier. But yeah, I mean, seriously, like you don't go to the government for services or for products. You go to them because there's we've created a world where there's certain things that you can only get from the government. You know, you you have to you have to deal with the IRS. You can't you can't not deal with them. You have to deal with 
uh, certain legal papers and like you have, you have to deal with driver's license driver's licenses and state IDs you have to you have to go to the government for certain things in order to be a a human that has um, legal or you know age-based right to something and we've treated this as though this is the only approach that you can have as though you know everything with driver's licenses we treat that as though it can't be privatized i mean we have we have private schools that teach you how to drive but then you still have to go through the government and the dmv and secretary of state in order to handle everything on the legal side and the paperwork side we should really just have we should have different institutions that do that. And that's just one example, but it would be a lot more efficient. I mean, the, the DMV, it's it's as old as time that the DMV is, is notorious. I mean, that it goes super slowly and it's, it's hard to get changes and you have to sometimes pay um, more than you would want to, to, or more than might seem fair to get a change made. It's uh, it's ridiculous. There's there's so many things that they force you to go through. Or the TSA is an, another example. People think that the TSA is the the thing standing between them and you know a terrorist or violence or something something bad that's going to happen either in the airport or in in conjunction with the airport. Sadly, that is not true. It's pretty much just security theater because the same thing could be said about guns and people who have ill intent with guns people think that just taking away guns is going to solve the problem well it's not because the whole the <laughs> the whole point of a criminal is that there's someone who's breaking the law if if you if you make a law that outlaws all guns you're not just automatically going to get rid of gun violence and evil people using guns wrongly you're they're just going to break the law they're just going to find something they're going to find a way around it so that they can continue being criminals and seeking to act with ill intent. So the same thing can be said. Yeah, going back to the TSA, do you think, you know, someone who's going to do something bad, do you think that they're going to follow the TSA rules? No, they're going to try and circumvent that. And sadly, that's happened a lot. It's not to say that safety is a bad directive. We should have things, you know, we should have institutions and we we should have rules in place we should have um, structures societal structures that promulgate safety and make safety something that everyone is adhering to we we should have we should have safety regulations safety regulations are number one they they help people do their jobs correctly number two they incentivize success and number three they are systems that you can fall back on be, so that you don't have to reinvent the wheel all the time. So I'm not sitting here before someone jumps in the comment section or, you know, sends sends something my way that says, "Well, you don't care about people being safe." That's very much not the case. I very much want people to be safe. I want people to be safe when they're, you know, riding on a zip line. I want people to be safe when they're undergoing surgery. I want people to be safe when they are working a dangerous job. You know, hard hats are there for a reason. We we have good we have good safety systems in place for a reason. But safety is not a replacement for freedom. 
And oftentimes, freedom and safety are opposed completely. You can't have you can't have a, a safe society and a free society. You're either going to have one or the other, and you're either going to be slanted in one direction or another. Is a really a better way of putting it. People often, politicians often seek to restrict freedoms or take them away entirely in the name of safety. We saw that a lot with with COVID, where businesses were getting shut down, and there were there were hotels and restaurants saying that plates and cups had to be, you know, taken away at, at an exact time, like an exact hour on the hour, and and just just because they felt like they had to remove this stuff from the tables so that people there was like less risk of people getting sick or whatever. How does that even make sense? None of that makes sense. That's that's just ridiculous. <laughs> COVID COVID is not. COVID is not going to succeed or fail, and it, you know it's it's not going to spread further or spread less because there are plates and cups sitting out on a table longer than than they're supposed to. It's not something that that is controlled like that. It's 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 a lot more it's a lot simpler than that, frankly. So yeah, it's it's really it really just comes down to using common sense and examining. You know, what what are we doing to incentivize the government to act more like a business? And and I do want to be clear, the government is not a business and it should not be. It shouldn't be you you pay something and you get a service back because that is not what the government's supposed to do. So to clarify, the government should have I forget who first mentioned this or where I first heard it, but someone mentioned the government should operate similarly to an experimental budget in a business. So let's say a business uh, has never had a chatbot before or they've never done social media marketing before, something like that. They're, the point is they're they're trying to expand into a new area of the market or expand their demographic reach, and they have a budget for that. So they want to try and figure out you know what's What's the right budget? Is is this plan going to work? Can we test it? Let's test it at scale, um, or rather, you know, let's test it at a lower point and then let's scale it up if we can. So I forget who first said this, but someone said the government should have any any project or any sort of new experimental initiative should have a time sensitive budget. So basically, you shouldn't keep getting money for something that's for something that's not working. You shouldn't keep, you know, throwing money at a program that is failing or something that is running inefficiently. It's kind of like if you are if you need to like fill up a swimming pool, do you do you carry a bunch of do you do you fill up a, a bunch of like 10-gallon buckets and just bring it over and like, you know, fill it up in your sink and then bring it over and and fill up the pool like that and just keep doing that for like hours on end until the entire pool is filled? Or do you get a hose or some some type of commercial capacity hose that's connected to the water line and just use the hose and fill it up so you don't have to constantly bring giant buckets back and forth? It's that type of thing. Granted, that's a very silly and, and dumb example, but it's the same idea in the real world. Do you keep doing something that's inefficient or do you do you change the entire structure and approach of how you're doing something so that not only will you expend less energy, but you'll get better and faster results. That's how the government should work too. If they're going to be getting 
billions, if not if not trillions of dollars in taxpayer money year after year, they should be using that money well. They should be developing programs that work. They should be testing the efficiency of programs. They should be asking themselves if they even need a program to begin with because sometimes you create a program that doesn't need to exist and the government is trying to be the private sector when it shouldn't be. The, the role of government is to be as small as humanly possible. That is, that is what government is supposed to be. The government should adjudicate disputes between people it should protect people's rights, especially those of minorities and historically and present day oppressed people. And it should offer very basic things like, you know, I'm being a libertarian. I, I can see the pros and cons of both public roads and private roads. I, I would personally prefer if everything was privatized. I think life would actually be a lot simpler. And I think tax Tax-paying, you know, burdens for people would, would go down. I truly do believe that because the market would compete and prices and services would reflect that of what people want to pay and what people are capable of paying. But honestly, you know, I can see why we have public roads. On, on some levels, it does make things easier. And I can already hear <laughs> the libertarian purists saying, well, you, you're not a real libertarian because you don't, you don't, Sounds like you don't want them privatized after all. That's that's not true. I, I could definitely I would definitely want a world where, like I said, as many things are as privatized as possible. I think that's I think that's what creates good business. I think that's what creates good outcomes. I think that increases equality actually by, you know, allowing people to pick whatever they want and not be forced to pick something they don't want. That is a huge goal of libertarianism at large is giving people freedom and not only just freedom but the freedom to make your own choices and suffer or enjoy the consequences of those choices and i'll be talking about that in many other episodes coming up but the point is government should run like a business it is not a business but it should run like one and so there should be there should be time limitations like i said on programs it should be you have this many dollars to make this program work and, you know, make it happen. And if it doesn't work out in, I don't know, two years, three years, then the money gets taken away and says, these were the, these were the wrong people to work on it or just, you know, should have, something else should have happened. So it really doesn't need to be as complex as we make things. There's, I guarantee you, there are probably dozens, if not hundreds more small government programs or subsidies or little things like that that I don't even know about because it just doesn't make the news. Only the most sensationalistic and scary and wild things make the news. And that's kind of how it's always been, but that's probably how it always will be as well. And I don't even want to get into all the legislation that's out there. There's there's probably millions, billions of pages worth of legislative proposals and laws that people have never even heard of. I mean, I've I've read about ridiculous laws that people have enacted in in states in the US of just just totally nonsensical things like if you if you look at a moose with your left eye on a Sunday at three o'clock in the afternoon, then you go to jail or something like that. Just ridiculous things that that don't make any sense for anyone anywhere. And it just makes you wonder what what are people 
what are people doing? What, what are our legislators doing such that they feel that making laws like this are useful or, or that it's an efficient use of taxpayer dollars? I mean, it just it doesn't make sense on any level. So if I find any silly laws that <laughs> are like that moose thing that I just said, I will, I will definitely link it in the, in the show notes in the description section below. But yeah, I just, I don't know. I just don't understand why this stuff happens. And, you know, if, if I said anything that, that you know more about than I do, feel free to, to drop a comment below. I'd, I'd love to read more of something that I might not know about. But that's kind of my spiel on how government should be more like a business because businesses are responsible for offering people a service or a product that they actually want and at a price that the market chooses to bear. But before we go... Let me, let me share some statistics about some stuff I found regarding how Americans trust businesses more than they do the government. I personally wasn't surprised by this. I, this is definitely true of me. I've always trusted businesses more than I do the government. It's not to say governments are perfect. Or sorry, well, governments aren't perfect. Not to say businesses are perfect either. But businesses are far more trustworthy than government because... They have to be trustworthy. If you're if they're not trustworthy, you're not going to do business with them. That you can just easily go to another competitor, especially in a global economy like we have today, where you can buy something from pretty much any corner of the world at a pretty decent price most of the time. Humans have never had access to this much commerce, this this much bandwidth of commerce before. So this comes from the Observer, and this is just last year, so 2020. And this is by John John Turris. I hope I'm pronouncing his name correctly. It's either John Turris or Turris, but it says Americans trust businesses more than government except social media, which they hate, which totally makes sense. Um, I would have to be on a similar boat, quite honestly. So uh, this was coming from a Gallup poll, and I will offer a d- direct quote here from the article, and it says, Quote, in a Gallup poll conducted over the first two weeks of January, just 8% of respondents described themselves as very satisfied with the size and influence of major corporations, while another 33% consider themselves somewhat satisfied, end quote. So, yeah, I mean, we, we can, that's really just talking about major, major businesses, which, which definitely makes sense. I mean, I, I think there's, it's it's not necessarily reflected in in reality, which which is kind of funny. But you know, I th- I think Americans at large have definitely have a a preferential leaning away from big business because it's often touted as you know evil and just sucking a bunch of people's money away. And we definitely do have issues with with large corporations. That that's for sure. I'm I'm very much against corporate bailouts and. Corporate bailouts typically only go to the biggest companies because the big companies are the ones who have leverage and they're the ones who, uh, you know, are in bed with with the government. They're they're the ones who typically are are the closest friends with other people in power, which typically tends to be government. But let's see let's see what else people are saying. So an ax this is another direct quote as well. An Axios-Harris poll released on July 30th shows that 
most Americans are more likely to trust companies, not the federal government, during the pandemic. The numbers are damning for the government. 75% of respondents said that companies were more reliable than the federal government in keeping America running, while 81% agree that large companies are even more vital now to America's future than before the pandemic. So that is really interesting. Um, yeah, that's, again, not too surprising for me. I, I think I think a lot of people are very smart about this stuff at the end of the day, just understanding that at the end of the day, it's it's really not government that's keeping the economy going. It's it's businesses, it's hardworking people, it's hardworking families. It's, you know, that's that's how business works. That's what the economy is. It's it's the exchange of goods and services for monetary monetary things. Um, so yeah, I mean, honestly, I I hope that I hope that's a value that stays. It seems like a lot of Americans agree. Businesses have to be allowed to do their thing. Many Americans are business owners. Most most businesses in America are small businesses, which, if I understand correctly, is any any business that is, I think, less than 500 people, um, 500 employees. So, yeah, far, you know, far far and away, by and large, most businesses are, are small businesses. Because if you think about just all of the, there's a lot of creative teams. There's a lot of restaurants. There's a lot of uh, service providers, a lot of manufacturers, a lot of professional, you know, professional services of, of widely varying kinds. It makes sense. You know, a lot of people are good at what they do and they decide to start their own thing and more power to them no matter what you do. And yeah, I, this is, this is something that definitely gives me a bit of hope. And I just hope that Americans can see that we should put more faith in the power that individuals have to create their own economies and own economic workflows than the government can. So that is essentially my view on this in a nutshell. Again, if there's something that you think I totally botched or something that you feel I didn't cover quite well enough, feel free to leave it in the comments and I'll I'll be happy to check it out. Might even become part of a future episode. So I hope I hope we see more people in the future relying less on the government and more on business and at the very least treating government more like a business thanks for tuning into this episode i will see you in another episode send a blank email to bhdm at bcast.email to subscribe to our email list our email subscribers get a lot of content for free. They get merch discounts. They get sneak previews. They get access to things that other people just frankly don't get. If you want to support the show in the most meaningful way, please send a blank email again to bhdm at bcast.email and you'll be subscribed. Thanks so much for checking out the show. Hope to see you listening to another one.